Yeah. Going live. The ticker's going. That means people can hear and see me even though it's taking my thing a few minutes to load. Oh yeah, things are happening. Big things are happening here. Welcome to Dojo U Live, everyone. I'm just doing the, uh, the appropriate housekeeping. Things are happening. And then obligatory bleed through into the stream. And uh, this isn't that kind of show though. You know what I mean? It's not that kind of show where everything's gonna be totally perfect every time. You know, this is about learning bagpipes. It's not about trying to be CNN. So uh, what is, although we do have the nice news ticker going across the bottom. That is a little bit like CNN. I think ours scrolls even a little faster than theirs. I think it's good. Um, so uh, what is Dojo U Live, you ask? Quite basically, we are listening to student recordings from the week at Dojo U. Uh, and so that is what we're doing. And we'll see a couple of those as they come up. But uh, we didn't get that many recordings last week. And we didn't get that many this week. Is it just the time of year or what? I don't know. I mean, uh, that or we, we scared or threatened too many people last week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe it's also just a little bit of a harder tune. So I feel like that might have also scared some people. Yeah. People are revolting. We don't mind. People are revolting in the streets. Um, so, uh, so anyway, there it is. Uh, John in the internal set chat says, we need to figure out to make this more competition-like. Disagree. This is not about competition, right? This is about evaluating your skills on, uh, on some fresh material each week. I think keeping it varied, keeping it fluctuating, uh, keeping our minds uh, open and shifting to different repertoire is what is making people so much better, so much faster uh, than other approaches, right? The problem when you work on a tune for a long time is, first of all, you don't work as hard. Second of all, um, second of all, you're just refining skills in one specific like mode, right? So like pretending we were going to work on Lucy Cassidy for three months, right? And then do recordings. All you would be doing is trying to get Lucy Cassidy to sound perfect, uh, which doesn't really help you on the other 5 billion bagpipe tunes. So what we're doing here is designed to help you become a better player across all of the different music that you play, right? The fact that the repertoire is unfamiliar is a key element of actually improving your overall bagpiping ability, right? Just some examples that come to mind, right? Should your bagpipe be in better tune when you're playing a repertoire that you're not familiar with or repertoire that you are familiar with? Like in which scenario should your bagpipe sound better? It's a trap, it's a trap, watch out. It's a trap, right? Your bagpipe should sound great whether you're familiar with the tune or not, right? So we can work on getting our bagpipe to sound great whether we're familiar with the tune or not. Next question, should your E-doublings be perfectly on the beat in a tune that you're familiar with or a tune that you're not familiar with? Where should your E-doublings be on the beat? 
right? They should be on the beat in both types of tunes, tunes that you're familiar with and tunes that you're not familiar with. Being able to do that is what's gonna make you a good player, right? Should your, um, should your expression be great only in tunes that you're familiar with? Or should it be great in tunes that you're less familiar with? The only thing that changes with a tune that you're less familiar with is that there's gonna be maybe a few more exceptions to some of the undeveloped fundamentals that we have, right? You know, so you're gonna miss a couple of key expression points, let's say, in an unfamiliar tune. That's perfectly fine. Um, the other thing that I really like about playing unfamiliar material is it, uh, it forces you and encourages you and helps you develop that feeling of discomfort when you're performing and insecurity and all those things that are very, very real that you cannot avoid. It doesn't matter how well you know a tune in your practice room, when you go out and perform it in front of a judge, it's, it's an extremely different feeling. It can be disorienting. It can make you feel like uh, you've forgotten everything that you've worked on. So to practice, right, and to develop under these sort of constraints in a continuously varied way from week to week is extremely important. And people, that's right, people aren't getting that. So I'm glad that you raised the point. Um, but part of what makes this so good is the fact that it's not giving you everything that you want. We don't usually get better in environments where we're given everything that we want. Oh, cool. I wasn't even looking at the chat. Uh, John says, I hate to say it, but you are right. There you go. You don't even have to hate to say it. You know, uh, you could like it. You could like saying it. You could, you could like the fact that, that I'm here guiding you. Um, but I think that was just a figure of speech. I think he does like it in kind of a weird way. But anyway, that's, that's um, the premise behind this. And even if you're not a part of the dojo, I would highly encourage you to uh, put those sorts of constraints on yourself and, uh, and, and play unfamiliar material in a high pressure situation on a regular basis. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, it's definitely, ins I'm inspired a little bit by what I've done at, at CrossFit uh, as a CrossFitter over the past couple of years. Like that's what CrossFit's all about as well. Like each day is a totally different workout that um, you're not really supposed to know in advance, right? And then, uh, and then you simply do your best when the workout comes up and see what happens. And it's, it's uh, continuously varied functional movements performed at high intensity. That's almost exactly what we're doing uh, here on the piping side week to week at Dojo U now, right? Continuously varied, otherwise known as different material every week, functional movement, otherwise known as scale navigation, basic rhythm, grace note quality, embellishment quality, ALAP, ASAP, maintenance, tonal quality, tuning, right? Functional bagpipe stuff, Performed at high intensity, AKA under pressure, producing a recording that's gonna get critiqued and it may or may not happen publicly. Huh, interesting. I actually didn't do that consciously, but it's amazing how much the same it is in philosophy. So there you go, right? It's not, we're not really, um, uh, we're not really trying to make you guys perfect at Lucy Cassidy, 
in, in three days. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to make you a better player every single week doing something that makes you a better player. Now, what you'll probably find is Lucy Cassidy is not for you. That's what most people are finding this week because Lucy Cassidy is so difficult. But what about last week's tune? All the blue bonnets. People are playing that tune really, really well. So we, you know, we are discovering great repertoire every single week, and some of it we're not gonna we're gonna kind of toss away until maybe we're more advanced players. But some of it might be like, oh, that would be a great tune for me to put into my permanent rotation and develop for my solo competitions or for my Kaylee piping sessions or or whatever. So you should be accumulating tunes that you want to keep forever, but um, but again, just don't forget about the value of doing fresh material, you know, and applying the knowledge of fundamentals to it, because that's, what's going to make you a better musician. Um, okay. That's a good, that's a great little rant. I just did there. I pat myself on the back and now let's hear our first recording. All right. Here comes Ken. Ken, did you do that from memory? 
or uh, or not. It, yeah, we, it, we kind of meandered there, and I kind of put that in my comments here, like at the end. Obviously, you're off the tune quite a bit, um, and your score, I formulated your score giving you sort of leeway on the fact that we weren't getting all the notes. You know what I mean? Like, I suppose if, if it were like a competition scenario, obviously you, you wouldn't be in it because you went off the tune pretty significantly. But, uh, but this is more just a score based on what we did here. So, um, Gary says, I like the way he is playing it in four, eight. I'm not sure if you're just razzmatazzing him or not, but four, eight is of course not a known time signature. But, uh, but yeah, uh, maybe what you mean by that is, yeah, Ken's playing it in double time, nice and slow, kind of doing the things that he needs to do. So, uh, Carl, what do you think of my score? I think it's pretty good. Um, let's see. Definitely some movements on the long notes, right? We heard some, some bigger, uh, yeah, bigger sort of blowing issues, uh, especially on the top hand notes. Some were a little bit over, some were a little under, but... Overall, we had really nice tonal quality there. Um, good tuning. A few crossing noises here and there, but uh, yeah, I don't think I have too much to add to that. I think the the biggest thing, the biggest thing, uh, and we talked about it during the week during class, is a lot of grace note synchronization errors as you're working your way down the scale. So a lot, most of the grace notes were great, but then when we have a scale run going down or an arpeggio run going down the grace notes are not in sync with the note change. So it's just something where you wanna, you wanna be aware of it. You wanna be cycling some of those exercises and, um, and, and just trying to hear it a little bit more clearly, trying to avoid it, trying to stick to that metronome to try and get some of that stuff to go away. But it's a really nice performance, obviously with the exception of going pretty far off the tune, right? If we can set that aside, it's a fundamentally pretty darn strong performance with nothing severely lacking. Um, the, the grace note sinks though, you know, those can, those can be, and if you don't take those seriously, that's going to be a habit. That's going to be tough to shake. Okay. Good job, Ken. Really, really nice. I like that you submitted despite the fact that it didn't go perfectly. I like that. We need more of that. We need more people pressing red button, playing, and sending in what happens. Sometimes that's more, like, I think that could be more useful to you, the, the type of feedback you're going to get from just pressing the red button and sending in a specimen of what happens, then, um, then trying to run it 18 times to see like the best take you can get in 18 attempts and sending that in, you know, that's not the feedback you're going to get there is not nearly as useful, right? It's not going to cut to the heart of the issue as well. So, uh, so that's good. And who knows, you might have a little piece of advice that will help you solve whatever issue it is that made you want to do it 18 times. Yeah. Um, and that's an important thing to, to realize as well, that as we make mistakes, sometimes teachers have really good suggestions of how to avoid those mistakes really easily. 
um, that can have a big impact on your playing. So, you know. Oh, Carl froze. Don't hesitate. Oh, he's coming back. Hesitate to make <laughs> a, a, a mistake or, you know, even a breakdown, you know? All right. Internet seems to be bouncing in and out as usual. But we're ready for the next one. You right on here, John, here? Yes. You have to put up the comments for this, right? Oh, you got it. Nailed it. That performance. Really, as I said in my review, I think it's really strong. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no. Uh, we, you have a delay, Carl, so that's why we're not communicating as efficiently as usual. But uh, uh, I really like that performance. Uh, it was pretty good. Just like a couple of thoughts, right? Those D doublings, you, you should have taken those out. Okay? You should have been like, you know what? Nope. What do those D doublings add to the melody? Very, very little. And and by based on the fact that they're not coming out clearly, now they're detracting from the melody quite a bit. It's like really wonky. Just play a G grace note. You know, that phrase is very musical. Okay? And once you've played that a really musical way for quite a while and everything's feeling comfortable and nice the way that you want them, then you can start to integrate those more difficult embellishments. But don't try to, don't take away from the melody just to say that you played the fully embellished version. That's the kind of, that's the kind of thinking that we're trying to get away from. And, you know, if you had not done that, your embellishment quality score could have been better. Um, your single grace note quality score could have been better. 
because I think all of these sync errors, especially around e doublings, right? Like that would have gone away, right? So you can drastically increase the overall quality of what you're doing by simplifying smartly. Hubris raised its ugly head again. Yes, agree. Um, and we all do it, but th that's a perfect example, right? Every time that D doubling comes out, you see where I mean in the third bars, right? Every time that comes out, it's just sloppy and not good. So yeah, especially because you've only had the tune a couple days, you should be playing that simplified until, until you have nothing better to do than to work to reintegrate that. Does that make sense? Like, you know, and we do, we do have better things to do, like, you know, cleaning up the sound, um, getting rid of those chokes, um, blowing more solidly, like those are all higher priority things. Getting rid of those D grace notes that swallow up the C's, higher priority things than just playing a D doubling in the middle of a beat in the third bar of a tune. That's really challenging. You know what I mean? So, um, so that would be my overall thoughts, right? It's just uh, this score could have been even better if we had just uh, um, taken the, the, the simpler approach. All right, Carl, you're on. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree completely with John. There, there's many wonderful points about this, right? I mean, your tuning was definitely some of the best we've heard from you. They were just really well in tune. Um, and yeah, let's let's simplify it because this is such a difficult tune, right? And that's an important thing to remember. Okay, scores are a little lower because this is a really challenging tune. There's so much going on here um, and so many little pitfalls in here. So simplify and play really good music, um, especially on, on that nice of a sounding bagpipe. That was really, really uh, enjoyable to listen to. So really good. Good job there, John. Nice good job. Good work. Now we know you can tune your pipes that well though. So anything less than that, and um, we're gonna come down on you hard. Um, good. Anders is up next. I have his critique. I have his critique.
Good. I'll let you go first, Carl. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anders, I thought that was a really, really nice performance there. Um, you did a good job of, you, we can hear you're really working to play things nice and cleanly. That had some potentially unintended side effects, right? We ended up there a little bit on the round side um, in the sort of dot cut quality and then grace note quality as well. Super large grace notes. Um, you know, if this is a step to sort of work to continue to play more cleanly and on the beat, great. Otherwise, you know, really try to start to focus on making those smaller. It'll make it easier at the end of the day to play more accurately on the beat. And um, yeah, I thought rhythmic accuracy was also very good in the first part. Um, and then at the beginning of the second part, you had that little tendency to rush a little bit. Um, and that sort of uh, it diminished in, in the second time through the, the repeat, but still keeping your calm and, and cool there uh, for your rhythmic accuracy. But really nice performance, really good bagpipe. Not a whole lot to say there. The bagpipe was really nice. And, and that made it, you know, one of the things that I like to point out on a regular basis, when your bagpipe sounds really nice, it makes us a lot more friendly towards some of the finger work problems that we hear. It makes us a lot less grumpy and, and we're like, oh, you know, that was pretty good. And so like when we look carefully at the finger work, obviously our score is lower than ideal, right? We had, there were lots of little crossing noises in there, but I bet you anybody who listened to it wasn't really focused on them that much. So, so you know, a good instrument kind of magnifies the score a little bit, I think, or just like the overall feeling. But if you listen closely, there's a, a quite a wide variety of little teeny tiny crossing noises throughout. So watch out for that. Rhythmic accuracy overall, really nice. There's definitely some spots, especially as it drags on into the second part and we've been playing for a while and the, the note changes are very challenging. Uh, you know, we had some spots where we, we kind of ended up not totally nailing the beat, but overall the control and the flow was really nice. Single grace note quality, too big and lots of little synchronization errors. And it's the same category as John Holcomb's synchronization errors. Basically, whenever you have those D doublings and some of those E doublings on the way down a scale run, the synchronization is not good. So take it out, just play a G grace note uh, and get, get the rest of the flow and all the other stuff cleaned up. Uh, and don't forget, I have one more thought about the scale navigation, but carrying on downward, the D throw is not being played well. You know, if you're playing heavy, it's not correct. And if you're playing light, it's not correct. It's like somewhere in limbo in between those two things. We need to play the steps of the movement. Or if you play heavy, which is the wrong choice, but if you choose that, that's, you know, what it is. Right, we need to play those steps carefully, accurately, evenly, right? Uh, and so they, they were definitely not great. And then a lot of the doublings, uh, out of sync grace notes, kind of being covered up by the large grace notes, whatever. Carl mentioned the roundness, but then we go to the instrument. The tonal quality was really good. 
And the tuning was really good too. Uh, low G was maybe sh quite sharp, um, but it's just one of those notes that's easy to forget about. But um, that low G could have used a little blow trick on it. And you'd realize that if you eased off the blowing on the low G, it would sound better, which should lead you to want to put a little bit of tape on it. Um, but uh, that's just a really nitpicky detail. So, so it's really good. Scale navigation, uh, rolling crossing noises are mostly what we heard. So we heard rolling crossing noises from the low G up to the B, and that's classic, right? But then we also have a rolling crossing noise from low G up to high G. Whoa, what does that mean? Okay, and it's kind of a hidden one. It's hard to recognize what it is, but the pinky is coming up before the high G fingers on our way up to high G. And that is also a rolling crossing noise caused by sequential lifting or dropping of fingers instead of simultaneous. Does that sound familiar? It does, because that's exactly what was happening in the recording. Right? So fix that by lifting those fingers simultaneously. But they were mostly rolling crossing noises in the performance, uh, which is something worth, think worth thinking about. Really nice job though. Um, really nice job. And the score is nice, the score is nice and propped up because the, uh, the bagpipe was so good. If the bagpipe had been a 60, the score would have been depressing, but the bagpipe was a 75. So the score was really good. Indeed. Really great. Shall we continue on? Yes. Hart says, man, everyone is sounding great this week. Fun to listen to. All right. It is. All right, here comes Beth.
think definitely, I don't know. It's always interesting to listen to these again a day later. Um, I hear things that I would have put a little higher or maybe things a little lower. But overall, Beth, this is a really good performance. Um, and it is a definite improvement over last week in terms of your tuning and tonal quality. We're still not quite there yet, right? Um, drums not quite locked together and maybe a little bit sharp. Uh, D is significantly better, but we need to keep working on that. Maybe using that blow trick again, right? Um, it needs still a bit more tape. That's not correct. Uh, That's not correct. It had too much tape on it. So the tuning, so the tuning uh, for me, I think you just have it backwards. So the chanter is sharp to the drones overall, uh, and then the D is flat. So, so uh, what we needed to do is bring the drones. We needed to sh we needed to uh, sharpen the drones a little bit, um, and then the D would be even flatter as a result. So we needed to take a little bit off is actually what it was. But it, like, but the bottom line is still the same. The drones need to be, it doesn't really matter what direction. The drones need to be a little better with the chanter overall. And then, um, and then the fine tuning of the D still needs a little bit of tweaking. That's the important thing. The actual direction isn't that important. Um, and then, but I do agree. I, I think it is important to point out though, the tuning is a lot, lot better this week, a lot closer. So it's like, don't let the number there um, make you think you're not making progress because the tuning was much better there. The bass was slightly out or whatever, or maybe the, or maybe the tenors are changing with changes in blowing, um, but, but the bagpipe quality was much more pleasant this week. So whatever you, whatever you did last week to improve it, keep, keep kind of moving in that direction. You know what I mean? Um, that was my biggest thought about the performance. Agreed. And there you go. Um, let's see. Um, this, I, I mean, my comments in here. My other overarching thought there for Carl is, for Carl, oh, sorry, not for Carl, for Beth is you should have just played this mostly simplified. Um, like all of those doublings in there are not coming through cleanly the way that you want. So um, just. Play it simplified. Get all the other stuff perfect. And we'll get to the embellishments later. Embellishments are boring, especially if they're not like amazing sounding. So get all the interesting stuff good. Like let's get this rhythmic accuracy locked throughout. Let's get the dots and cuts like a little bit more ALAP ASAP throughout. Uh, let's fix the scale navigation problems. You know, let's let's use the fact that we're not struggling with our embellishments to really hit the sweet spot, get the best tonal quality. You know, uh, you know, fix that D and all that stuff, and let the embellishments come later, because they play the least impact on our musical enjoyment. Okay, so uh, I just I, I think that tends to be that seems to be an overarching theme of the day so far is. You know, I can't tell you how many people, people were like posting on Facebook in despair about how difficult the tune was this week. Um, okay, so that might be true, so simplify. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's that difficult, simplification is your friend, okay? If we can play it perfect simplified, the process of making it more complicated is easy.
if we play it extremely badly in its complicated form, it's going to be a lot more difficult to play it perfectly in any form after that, right? So ingrain good habits, be simplified. As John points out, we're not competing here. Uh, we only have a couple of days to get this going. So make, make the best decision. Just going back to the CrossFit analogy, right? If there's 325 pound deadlifts in your workout and you, you can only do a 325 pound deadlift on your very best day, it's like your personal one rep max, then you're going to want to do the workout scaled down. You're going to want to simplify it. Like let's, let's bring it down to 275 and that'll allow us to get the best overall experience and benefit out of, out of the exercise, right? Same with piping. If there's nothing to be gained by attempting some of these doublings, temporarily take them out until you can honestly say, if I don't add in these doublings, the tune's not going to get any better. Okay. Are we, is this our last one? No. We had Roberta this week. We'll, we'll listen to Hart. Yeah, and then we'll listen to Bert after. Bert is like the souffle at the end of a fine meal. Uh, is that weird? Oh, maybe yeah, that's, maybe, maybe that's... Give her a run for her money this week. All right. Who's bagpipe? Here comes Hart. Well, well, John, John Holcomb's. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, let's take a listen to, to Hart here, and we'll sort of come up with a score for you since we didn't have time to get to you there, Hart. All right, here we go. Let's, I like to start backwards, bagpipe quality. So 
The drones weren't not perfectly in tune with each other. It's not like it was terrible, but you could definitely hear the bass and the tenors were not in tune. So, um, and then from there, the chanter overall was sharp relative to the drones. So those are our two main factors that you would listen to. And none of them were bad, but none of them were like perfectly locked. So, you know, the tuning of the instrument's gonna be like 2.75, 3-ish. And then we had like chokes and weird hole coverage issues causing gurgly sounds. So tonal quality, and I've definitely heard you produce better. Um, but, um, but yeah, and then going through the finger work thing, we had some hole coverage issues on low G and the scale navigation. But overall, the scale navigation, I think, was all right. What's the biggest thing, though? I think it connects directly to the theme of the week, which is um, attempting to put all those embellishments in there was causing a lot of issues. So a more simplified approach probably would have been appropriate. That's good. I mean, Hart, you were saying that you were really nervous and it sort of killed you this time. But that's exactly the point, is that we can get nervous and put this performance out and learn to work through it. I mean, you survived, right? You made a couple of mistakes there, but uh, who cares? You made it to the end of what was assigned, the two parts here. And next time you get that nervous, it's way more likely that you'll you'll make less of mistakes or less or none. And, and that's the whole point of working through and, and doing these recordings is, is that you can get a little bit nervous and learn to work better through that nervousness. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's a really good thing to do. Keep doing that and uh, you'll continue to improve. Yeah, real nice. It's kind of warm. It's kind of warm and balmy today in Troy. You know, it's kind of nice. Might be a good day to get some cane drone reads going or something. All right. Uh, shall we have the souffle? We shall. It is uploading just now. All right. Here it comes. Bert for the week. I am done now. We had some I, I am done now notes at the end. 
Fabulous. I liked it. Suddenly, I feel really great about how you ended that. God, that was good at the end. Um, yep, I think, I think Carl was a little bit lenient on some of the finger work score. Not incredibly lenient, but just slightly, because a lot of those doublings, you know, so you got an embellishment score of four out of five, but a lot of the embellishments were not fundamentally correct because of synchronization errors and, um, and, and the like, just slight ones. So you got away with some stuff there. I think um, scale navigation is the correct score. We had some issues. Rhythmic accuracy, good. Single grace note quality. Given all of those synchronization errors in the doublings, might've gotten away with one there. I like that, the, I, I agree 100%. The dot cuts, some of them were like really good. And then some of them you're rounding out because the technique is difficult. So we need more consistency there. But the bagpipe score is outstanding. Really, really nice sounding bagpipe. Good job. One thing I mentioned to Roberto is uh, the drones are definitely in tune, but I feel like you, you could search for a little bit more something. I don't know whether it's it's moving that that tenor that tiny tiny bit more, yeah. or calibration or, you know, for the quality that it was, it was lacking a little something, and, and this is you know that's where it becomes really kind of intangible and hard to put your finger on. But I feel like it could be a little bit better, and I'm not sure what it is that would give that to you, but something that you should keep an ear out for and see like. Can I, is there a way I can push this just a little bit, you know, um, and make it that much better? Agree. Yeah. There it is, folks. There it is. Another week of Dojo U Live in the books. Looks like Carl froze at just the right time because the show is now. Oh, now he's back. Andrew, we do have a late submission. Oh, uh, Carl's back. We have a late submission from Ephraim. Uh, okay, let's hear it. Although the late submissions, you know, uh, stop doing that. It's coming. Here we go.
Alrighty. I'm afraid to talk because then you start talking. It always happens that way. Um, 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 um. Okay, I'm on. All right, he pointed at me. So, um, it's definitely Lucy Cassidy, you know, uh, but we need to drill down into basically all of the fundamentals here and make them a little bit better. First of all, definitely uh, the same as many people this week in that the embellishments are not really adding anything to the tune at this stage, and you should have probably prepared it in a simplified way. Um, so just for now, you know, in a week, maybe that, uh, well, let's, you know, maybe in three weeks, uh, we'll get all the other bases covered or something. You know, I don't want to get your hopes up. I don't want to set that number. Could be a week, could be three weeks, could be three years, could be 35 years. It's not the number that matters. But uh, first of all, I would recommend simplifying it so that we can get some of this other stuff, right? So we're playing, if not wrong notes, giant crossing noises in a lot of these phrases, and they're happening every single time, okay? So rather than trying to cram a bunch of embellishments that aren't being played fundamentally correctly in there, let's play the simplified version and try and get all these note changes nice and clean. And then the, uh, you know, hitting the beats more accurately is also something we need to focus on. Although it wasn't that bad, it needs to be better. Grace note quality. We need to put the right grace notes in the right places. All right. The expression and the dots and cuts, you did a pretty good job of it. Um, and then the bagpipe sound, we can make better. Okay, so so each each of those issues, there's lots of opportunity for improvement. And, um, you know, Submitting a recording late past the deadline just for the sake of submitting it, right? That's not the name of the game, right? So, so pick away at some of these fundamentals um, as opposed to just trying to get through it. So take it day by day. Start on Friday when we release the material. Get it in your head. Get it ingrained, you know, and then dig deep. All right, Ephraim. I do, I definitely, oh, I definitely uh, respect that you made the recording though. That's a, way better than not, just not doing it, which is what a lot of people have been doing lately. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it didn't start till Monday, gotcha. No problem. Something's definitely better than nothing, but ideally, Start on Friday, you're singing through the tunes. Just sing the tunes like, you know, Friday and Saturday, maybe get a session on Sunday night to really kind of dig into the first part of actually playing it a little bit. You know, and then Monday we can work on that. Then you have a couple days to do the second part, work on that, pop it on the bagpipes Wednesday night and, you know, uh, and yeah. But we didn't get a chance to hear you at all this week that I know of. So not ideal, right? If you, if you come on Monday and play the first part, I can give you some things to focus on and think about. Same thing is true on the Wednesday. Yep. Just do, just do a little bit each day. Set your clock to it, you know? It's hard. Five minutes every day. There's wonders. Yeah, what's cool about having a weekly schedule 
is that you you should be able to just have a have a routine you know like find find 10 or 15 minutes on friday to sing through the first two parts and just kind of get the melody of whatever's going on in your head so it can marinate in the brain and then that'll make playing it a lot easier once you have an idea of what you're trying to do a lot of people try to do before they have a good idea of what they're trying to do it needs to be the other way around right like usually if if you're reading a shakespeare play usually you, the, if you just read through it it's tough to get a feel for exactly what's going on but let's say you see the play once or twice now you get a feel for it now now that you read it through it talk through it it makes a lot more sense maybe if you see the play or or maybe you have a couple of read throughs on your own just to get a feel for what it's about and what's going on before you try to work on your own performance of the lines or whatever. Um, same with piping. And you just set aside a little bit of time and, and do a little bit of forward planning so that when Wednesday comes around, you actually have submitted something that, that you've workshopped, that you're ready to get some feedback on. Okay, we're hanging this thing up. This was a good show, I thought. Thought we nailed it this week. Good job, everybody. Thank you for those who submitted. We'd love to have more. If you can, we encourage you to do that. Please submit. Um, and uh, yeah, deadline is Wednesday. Uh, no, sorry, Thursday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, so if you can't get it to us before then, that uh, would be ideal as well. So thanks to everybody who did submit. If you didn't submit, if you didn't submit, we can't help you get better. Maybe you didn't submit because you're lazy. Maybe you didn't submit because you're too busy. Uh, but the reason doesn't matter. Uh, because unless you do something, we can't help you get better. So even Ephraim, who just kind of like threw something together last second just because he knew he had to do it. Not ideal, way better than nothing. So hopefully Ephraim is, you know, he's thinking about, due to our feedback, he's thinking about ways he could do things a little bit better on, on a execution basis here next week. All right, I'm gonna press the hang up button and we're gonna hang up and we'll be back next time on another exciting episode. Of Dojo U Live. We need like exit music. Do 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 do.